This is the EWN Podcast Network. There's been studies done where they took two people, for example, in the same sport. One was naturally talented. They came into it with just a natural talent and the other didn't. They both were committed to the process. The one who was not naturally talented developed skills and the other person who was naturally talented did not. They kind of rode on their talent alone. Most people ride on talent alone or lack of talent as a way to disqualify themselves. So it is proven through science, it's proven through experience. And as I said, I'm living testimony of that. It's Lift As We Climb, a show that shares secrets about growing your business from the eWomen Network Premier Success Coaches and outstanding members from all around the world. I'm Pat Miller, the Idea Coach and your host of the show. On today's show, we're sharing with you how to leverage speaking opportunities to expand your influence, impact, and income with eWomen Network Premier Success Coach and the CEO and founder of Speak to Transform, Lisa Vanderquark. Lift As We Climb is sponsored by The Expressory, your relationship-building concierge. Cultivating sales, the all-in-one CRM for sales and marketing. And the LinkedIn lifestyle, secrets and strategies to be a LinkedIn star. Lisa, welcome to the show. You've got such an important message, how to help people use their voice to grab speaking opportunities and how to expand your influence, your impact, and your income. But let's start at the beginning. Why is this hard for some people? Where do they stumble? Thank you, Pat. Such a pleasure to be here. Well, one of the biggest things is probably some of the myths around speaking and why people feel like they're disqualified. And I think that's the biggest thing that holds a lot of women entrepreneurs back, for example, is because of those messages that they feel like they're just not cut out for this. And one of those biggest messages is that I have to be an extrovert or I have to be naturally talented to be a great communicator. And in fact, the opposite is true. Some of the best speakers are actually introverts. And what makes up effective communication is only 10% at the most talent-based. And the rest is all skill-based, meaning if you're coachable, if you're willing to learn, you can become a great communicator. But this is not something that's taught a lot. And so a lot of people don't realize it. So there's nature and there's nurture in what you're saying. Let's go to the first thing that really caught my attention. You talk about it being something that affects women. Does it affect women more than men? And is that a cultural thing? Or is that just how people are raised? Can we dig into that for a second? Yeah, well, that could be multi-layered. But (laughs) there's, I think, just because of different messages throughout society, as well as maybe through personal upbringing or experiences that women have had, that they've been taught that they have to be quiet or they have to be timid or, you know, all of those kinds of things or that they don't want to appear to be aggressive. And so it could be a lot of different reasons why. But I think it's really important that women see that they have a voice and they need to step into that place because without it, we're missing a part of the equation in our world. And so I think for so long, women have just not been available, maybe have access to the same training. I mean, this has kind of gone way back. But even now, there's been a lot because of the other barriers, maybe the mindset or the opportunities. And really, the other thing is not understanding what I just said earlier in terms of you can become a great communicator if you are willing to commit to growing your skill set and really developing your personal voice. I don't think people believe that. 
I don't think the average person believes that it's something that can be learned if you're willing to put in the time. I think a lot of people think it's like singing or dancing. Either you're good at it or you're not. And you're saying that's not the case. It is not the case. And I'm a living proof of that, living testimony of that (laughs) for sure. There's been studies done where they took two people, for example, in the same sport. One was naturally talented. They came into it with just a natural talent and the other didn't. They both were committed to the process. The one who was not naturally talented developed skills and the other person who was naturally talented did not. They kind of rode on their talent alone. Can you guess which one went further? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Kind of a setup. (laughs) Sure. The one that developed the skills went further, right? Absolutely. Hmm. Like if you're naturally talented, that's great to start off with, but you have to add to that. So most people ride on talent alone or lack of talent as a way to disqualify themselves. So it is proven through science, it's proven through experience. And as I said, I'm living testimony of that. So if you're brought up in a culture where uh, women especially are not encouraged to speak up, speak out, defend their point of view, and there's a subset of that group that feels like they're not naturally talented to begin with, so they're not even qualified, culturally told not to speak, and they believe they shouldn't be speaking, I can't imagine how many voices are held out of important conversation with that mix. You got it. That's exactly it. Hmm. (laughs) So what's the importance? Like, why is it important for women to find this voice and what happens when they do? Well, if you think about an orchestra and there's some missing instruments, some missing pieces to that composition, usually you can pick up, wow, something seems off or something seems missing. But you may not know what it is if you're not a trained musician or if you're not someone who's familiar with all the different pieces. And I believe that's the same thing in our world. When we are missing voices in a certain arena, certain place of a culture, certain subsect, because those voices or those contributions are necessary for the whole to grow. Like I think of it even as a human body, right? We compensate when we lack the function of one of our body parts. It's the same thing as we can function more fully in our environments, in our organizations, in our places of work and family and everything. When we have different perspectives coming to the table, that might be varying different, like opposite perspectives. But yet if we're open to really engage in that process, we all become richer if we grow from it. So let's talk about the individual client. You're Mm -hmm. meeting with a woman who has felt like she doesn't have a place to speak, thinks she's not good speaking at it. How do you get someone on the path to ignite their fire, to find their voice? How do you even start that process with Mm -hmm. a client? Yeah. Well, one of the first things I do is ask them about their life story. Just tell me about your story. And I begin to listen for different moments in their life that stood out to them and that I see passion come forth in them. Or then I begin to ask them, what are some things that if you could do anything you wanted to, what would you do? And find out where their passion points are and then begin to really hone in on those things and help them create a strategy as to, first of all, say, why are you not being a voice in that area? What's holding you back? And and obviously assess what they're doing, where they're at, and then begin to help them with a strategy, but then begin to see where they might need to learn the skills. So obviously fear. Fear is a big part. That has many different layers to it. But fear can be harnessed. Fear is not necessarily a bad thing. It can be harnessed because it's energy that 
can be redirected in terms of excitement or passion and things like that when you know how to do it. And so I help them to see the possibility of them doing what they really want to do if they were given the right tools. And so that's kind of the first place is I help create a picture of possibility for them. So you help someone find it. It's a little bit of individual work. Then you teach them some skills and then they have the chance to go out and to use their voice and to expand their influence. And I just want to stop right there because you say expand your influence, impact, and income. That makes a lot of sense. But I do want to make sure that we're all on the same page. When you mm-hmm. say finding your influence or expanding your influence, what do you mean by that? That's a great question. I love that one particularly about the influence because this is really where a lot of mistakes are made. Most speakers, when they prepare and deliver a message, they focus probably 99% of the time on getting their right words out. Would you agree? Oh yeah, absolutely. It's all about the words. Okay, got to have the right words. But the reality is, again, going back to scientific studies that have been going on for decades, I was trained as a speech language pathologist. That was my first career. And way back when I was trained, they were doing studies and they're still doing studies today about what are the aspects of communication that influence your listener, that have the greatest influence. And words have 7% influence. Hmm. The sounds that you make, both the good sounds and the sounds that you don't want to make, such as those fillers, they make up 38% of the influence on your listener. And then the final one is your physicality, which is 55%. That is your presence, not just how you look and how you dress and all those things are important, but your presence, how you show up, your posture, the warmthness of how you come across. Now, why I say that is because influence, when those studies were done, it was based on what are the things that influence your listener to see you as confident, to see you as credible and believable? And so if, for example, just the sounds that you make, we're on a podcast right now, no one can see my body language, but they can hear my words and they can hear the sounds that I'm making. So it's, wouldn't it be important then to know how you can use the sounds to have a greater influence? And so this is one of the things that I help my clients understand is that just like any other instrument, your voice box is an instrument and has a range of different categories that you can tap into, like pace, pitch, volume, all those things, melody that influence your listener. So this is one of the ways that you can expand your influence as a speaker if you are aware of it and you're willing to learn. So when I see you on your website, use the phrase, speaking is more than just talking. Is that what you're talking about? Yes. Absolutely. It's more than just giving information. One of my taglines is just as my company name, it's don't just give information, but evoke transformation. Don't just inform, speak to transform. How can you take it to a level where you're actually creating mindset shifts? You're helping people to move forward and not just get information because we can get information anywhere. Yeah, we can get information anywhere. And we hear a lot of people talk when it comes to speaking, worried a lot about the economic impact and the income that might come from speaking. Mm -hmm. But your perspective is more like, if I understand what you do enough, income and economic impact comes after proper connection with the audience. And that's what you really teach people to focus on is the connection with the actual listener? Absolutely. That's one part is really making an impact on your listener and helping them to one, obviously trust you and to believe you and to see you as someone who can help them. But Warren Buffett, the great business magnet. I mean, he said years ago, the best investment he ever made 
was to invest in his public speaking skills. And he went on to say that you could actually increase your net worth by at least 50%. And I believe it's true. I've heard, and even my clients over and over and over, story after story after story of what was the differentiator that moved you from maybe one income level to another or helped you to reach those goals. The number one contributor I hear from some of the most successful women entrepreneurs is because when they started to invest in improving their communication skills and leveraging speaking, that's what made a difference for them. So what happens when you figure it out and begin using your voice to increase your influence and income? I'm going to ask Lisa about her story and how she built her practice to help others next on the Lift As We Climb podcast. This episode of Lift As We Climb is sponsored by Cultivating Sales, the all-in-one CRM for sales and marketing. I'm using Cultivating Sales to not only organize my clients and partners, I'm using it to manage this worldwide podcast. With this one program, I built and host the show's webpage where guests can apply, book their dates, and subscribe. It also manages the email communications and Lift As We Climb VIP text program. The one program has replaced so many other subscriptions, it practically pays for itself. Stay close to your customers with texts, emails, sales funnels, calendars, a course builder, and even a website builder. Get the secret discount just for Lift As We Climb listeners. Visit cultivatingsales.com slash lift to capture it. That's cultivatingsales.com slash lift. And the LinkedIn Lifestyle, the secret recipe to attract the right people and build authentic relationships on LinkedIn. Before I worked with the LinkedIn lady, my LinkedIn was a mess. Then she introduced me to the LinkedIn Lifestyle. And now I'm loaded with daily content ideas. My profile views are up and my engagement has improved. If you're trying to do business on LinkedIn, join me and lead the LinkedIn Lifestyle. Visit linkedinlifestyle.com slash star to get the free report, Five Fatal Flaws in Most LinkedIn Profiles. Watch your profile views and post performance soar with these tips. They work. Get the report now at linkedinlifestyle.com slash star. And the Expressory, your relationship building concierge. I just launched the Idea Collective for Small Business Owners and Jamie and the team at the Expressory are blowing my members' minds. When a new member signs up, the Expressory team is automatically alerted to send a personalized surprise welcome gift right to their doorstep. The members are so surprised that they talk about the group on social media and feel more connected to our mission. Right now, you have a cool opportunity to experience the Expressory for yourself for free. Simply text the word TEST to 414-240-1315. That's TEST to 414-240-1315. And you'll get a surprise mailing including various samples of their handmade cards right to your door. You'll love the experience and you'll want it for your business too. Try out the Expressory today. We're back with Lisa Vanderquak, eWomen Network Premier Success Coach and the CEO and founder of Speak to Transform. So Lisa, I want to hear what happens when someone figures it out and you've gone through this process yourself. So tell us your story about how you started and how you got to where you are. Sure. Well, Pat, as I said earlier, I'm the least likely person to be doing what I'm doing today, helping women entrepreneurs to really use their voice to expand their influence, impact, and income. Because I started out deathly afraid of public speaking. And I didn't realize the problem that I had until I was in my 20s. I 
taken my degree and I was in my career as a speech language pathologist and was forced to do presentations and just came face to face with my own inadequacy. And that kind of set me on a track of discovery of where I had lost my voice was when I was a little girl and I grew up in a home where my dad was very violent. He was a, an alcoholic and he would beat my mom. And so as a little girl, I made a decision that it wasn't safe to speak. And that kind of carried me into my 20s to a place where I, I was standing in front of these university students. My husband and I had just finished leading them through a course and they were at graduation. And I really wanted to say something to make a difference in their lives, but I couldn't. I was just like, I was frozen, paralyzed. And I realized that, okay, something needs to change here. And that set me on a quest to find out, first of all, how I can overcome my fear, but then what I need to do in order to be able to be a voice. Because I realized without my voice, my impact was limited. I could stand there and I could model, but if I didn't use my voice, it limited my impact. And so as I began to go through my own personal transformation, overcome the fears from the emotional trauma and things like that, and then began to train under some coaches and learn how to develop the skills that I needed to, that set me on a track where I began to do life coaching. And as I was growing more and more as a speaker and using speaking to grow my business, a lot of my clients began to ask me to coach them. So it's kind of interesting because I started out as a speech pathologist, kind of went through life coaching, then comes full circle back as a speaking coach. And today, as I said, I am a living testimony because the only reason why I can do what I'm doing today is because I chose to embrace that growth and to allow whatever healing need to happen, but also to develop the skills that I needed to. And I've built my business and I've helped other women as well build their business. Okay, let me put it this way. You and I have 98% of our DNA is the same. 2% is different. That's what makes us different. When we think about the uniqueness that we all bring to the table, we often say, oh, but somebody else is saying that message. Somebody else has that message. And we don't realize that, yeah, they might be saying a similar message, but nobody can bring it the way you can. Because the combination of your experiences, your expertise, your personality, all these things together is your unique contribution to the world. And learning how to do that in a way that impacts or connects with your audience, nobody else can do that but you. So in the 19, I believe it was the 1970s, geneticists discovered that they can take the raw DNA code and convert it to sound. They can actually hear mutations much easier, faster than just going through raw DNA code of amino acids. So they did this. And of course, musicologists got a hold of this because going on the same belief or the same fact that there's 2% difference, the musicologists started to take the 2% difference in the DNA and create lives, they created unique songs for each individual. So this is kind of neat because I believe just like you and I have a unique life song, we also have a unique life story and a unique life voice. We have a voice print just like we have a fingerprint. And I believe that's one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about helping women find their voice and get their message out there. When I talk to people about speaking, ones that don't do it very often, they're afraid. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. And I think what people don't realize, because I spent 22 years on the radio, so 
I've gotten past the fear of public speaking. But what people don't realize is I still get nervous. Speakers still get nervous. Mm-hmm. But you mentioned a fear and maybe nervous energy is exactly that energy. It's anticipation and focus and wanting to do a good job. So it's not like that buzz ever goes away, but it becomes a buzz and not a fear. Do you remember that time for you when you realized, okay, I can do public speaking, like when you turned to the corner yes. and found your voice? Do you remember that moment? Yes. It is when I shifted from focused on me then to my audience, focused on, okay, getting it all right, getting it all perfect, doing a great presentation. No, my focus now was I want to give them something that's going to help their lives, make a difference in their lives. And that was when the moment was because now I'm not focused on my perfect presentation. I'm focused on helping them take something away that is going to impact their life or improve them in some way. You know, the other thing I would add is, okay, so 22 years on the radio, a couple of years after radio now, still doing a ton of shows. And I'm still working every day to try and get better. And what I'm finding is it's not trying to get better to say the words. No, it's actually the opposite. I'm on a race to try and be as authentic as possible. And if I have a thought, share it. And if I don't, don't say it. But like you were saying before, presenting every word exactly in order, I find over time pushes your audience away. But that's what people think they're supposed to be doing. Do you agree with that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. A lot of speakers tend to think that if I give all this content, that's going to be better. But I find that less content has more impact if delivered well. And if you've done in such a way that it's actually sticks in the mind of your listener rather than just overloads them. Mm-hmm. And so that's part of that skill of developing that skill of being able to do it in a way that it's not just here and now in the moment, but are they going to remember you a week away from now or a month? Are they going to remember what you said? Or are they just going to be saying, oh yeah, she says something good, but I have no idea. I can't remember now what it was. <laughs> yeah. Or she's really funny or she's really smart. Yeah. I need to call her because I really liked how she made me feel. Like yes. that stuff is really important. The other thing I want to ask you about and point out is that prior to the pandemic, for many of us, the only stage was the monthly e-women meeting. And if I didn't get picked to speak in front of the group, there wasn't a place to speak. But Mm -hmm. now there are so many Zoom calls and so many opportunities for people to present. And you can even just start your own because people will come. Is that a good place to start trying to find your voice and making an impact? Oh, absolutely. I'd done a challenge a couple of weeks back. And that's one of the things that I really challenged the people who came is that you can have your own platform, like start your own platform. And it doesn't have to be starting with, say, a podcast. If you love writing, start a blog. Start doing something where in the passion that you have and then expand it from there. It is so easy now for anyone. There's no excuse to begin to use your voice and put it out there. And really, you could even do it in a confined space just to get prime the pump, just to get the practice in. And it doesn't even have to go into the public arena until you're ready. If you ever felt like you can talk to people one-on-one, but you can't talk in front of people... Just talk more like you do with someone one-on-one and you'll probably be better off. So before I'm letting Mm -hmm. you go, Lisa, I do want to know, it's such a wonderful resource for eWomen Network members to have you as a Premier Success Coach because everybody gets two free 30-minute calls with Premier Success Coaches, hashtag use your calls. So if someone wants to use one of their calls with you, what does that call go like? 
Well, I first find out what they're doing, why they even uh, booked a call with me in terms of in the area of communication and find out what they're doing and what they would like to do, how they would like to use speaking. And from there, help them map out a strategy or some of the things that they need to look at and explore in order to reach those goals. And you mentioned the success that especially women entrepreneurs find when they enhance their communication skills. So if they enjoy the call and want to continue to work with you, do you do Zoom calls with people? Is there a program they go through? What is it like to have you on our team? Mm, Yeah, I do Zoom calls, but I also have my own online coaching programs that I run throughout the year, short and long-term. As well, if for your listeners, if they want to tap into a free resource just to kind of get a taste of what I offer and what I'm all about, they can go to speakingtipsforwomen.com and there you'll get access to 52 speaking tips as well as three training videos. It's a wonderful resource. Lisa Vanderquak, eWomen Network Premier Success Coach and CEO and founder of Speak to Transform. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you, Pat. It was a joy. If you're enjoying the show, you need to hop in as a Lift As We Climb VIP. It's simple and easy. Just text the word LIFT to 414-240-1315. That's LIFT to 414-240-1315. You'll get a reminder when new shows are released, and we also have some fun giveaways from time to time. This episode of Lift As We Climb is sponsored by The Expressory, your relationship-building concierge. The LinkedIn Lifestyle, Secrets and Strategies to Be a LinkedIn Star and Cultivating Sales, the all-in-one CRM for sales and marketing. I'm Pat Miller, the Idea Coach and a Premier Success Coach for the eWomen Network. Find out more about me at patmillerideacoach.com. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. This is the eWN Podcast Network.